What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope you all are doing well on a Friday, getting ready for another week of college football. Yes, we are indeed in week week nine of the college football season. Is that right, Chris? Man, I think I think you're right. Week nine. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's it, we we do this every week, but it just still it doesn't seem to just shock. It doesn't stop shocking me. It's really week nine. Like before you know it, bro, it's gonna it's gonna be conference championship weekend. And it, <laughs> blink your eyes, wake up out your sleep again. We talking about the playoff. Who, who oh who's getting ready God. to play each other in the playoffs? That's playoff. the reason why I asked. That's the reason why I asked. It just feel like yesterday. You know, we were trying to get the feel of all of these teams, and now we know too much. <laughs> Yesterday, we were getting ready for for Florida State LSU. Mm-hmm. And shoot, now what LSU and Alabama they on bye weeks. We, we that that game is going on the horizon next weekend. It's already time for that one. That's when you know that that you just deep deep in the in the college football season. When, when you don't see any of them scheduled for the week, that's when you know you're like, all right, all right, it, it, we almost done. Man, man, we 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 low key we approaching the back stretch. Yep. It's Halloween. It's Halloween weekend. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We just had third Saturday in October, so it's about to be that time of the the, the month where it gets real. Oh, we yeah. almost in November, and it's, it's that closing stretch that the coaches always talk about. Mm-hmm. Got to finish the season strong. Got to so, finish the season strong. Let's, let's let's finish October on the high note. You know what I'm saying? Let's finish October strong. Yeah, let's do. I, I think we can do it. I you think know. so too, man. I'm confident. We we've been we've been crushing it all month. So let's yeah. let's. It, Let's go ahead and knock this one out, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, um, we appreciate you guys, as always, listening in on the show. To listen to the show, um, you can listen to us on multiple streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms. So we very much appreciate you guys' support. And be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know how we're doing and let us know how we can improve for the future. Um, yeah, so um, as always, I'm here with my good friend, Chris Bolton. Um, so far, Chris, how has your week been going? Man, everything's been great. It's been lovely. And uh, it's about to be even better. It's, it's the weekend, you know what I'm saying? It's, this is this is why we hop on the pod, to, to talk college football. And uh, it's about to be, you know, our reward where we get to, instead of talking about the games, we watch the game. So we see it all go down. So uh, I can't be any more uh, excited, man. It's, 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 it's the, best, the best time of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's nothing like, you know, sitting back on a Friday, you know, talking about these games or waiting, or waiting for their arrival. You know, you, you you kind of sit back all week and, you know, you hear different people um, try to, you know, make their predictions and dissect each game. And, yeah, it's always mm-hmm. good for us, I I, I can say, um, at this point of the week where we can always do that ourselves and we get closer and closer uh, to kickoff. So 
So yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel what you're saying, and you know I feel that way too. So I think we got a great slate of week nine games on the horizon, don't you think? Oh yeah, sir. Let's we we definitely do, man. Ready to get, ready to go ahead and get to it. Talk about yeah. the first one. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go ahead and do it. So um, this week we have the Ohio State Buckeyes taking on the Wisconsin Badgers, Chris. Um, this game is going to be a 6.30 um, p.m. kickoff on NBC, depending on where you're at. Um, mm-hmm. As of right now, I want to look at what Vegas has this game at. Um, they have Ohio State as a 14 and a half point favorite. Um, the over-under is at 45 and a half. So... Yeah, um, right now Vegas has Ohio State um, pretty high on their books. And, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in this game. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch much of Wisconsin all year. But um, I I would guess, being that Luke Fickle is a really good football coach, he's going to have his team motivated. Um, this coming Saturday in, in Madison, don't you think? For sure. For sure. Um, oh, Wisconsin, you know, you know how it is in these, these, these big 10, these big 10 teams, how they are. They're going to play tough physical football. So with Wisconsin, you know, I, I know you say you haven't seen too much of them. I've seen a little bit. I haven't seen too much either, but we know Wisconsin football. We are very familiar with this program, and this team still plays a similar style of football where it's about controlling the line of scrimmage. And if they have any chance of winning this game, they have to dominate up front. They honestly, they don't have the caliber of athletes that Ohio State has on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we Ohio State's been extremely gifted. You know, they still have some some crazy guys with, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., who's probably going to be a top five draft pick, you know, playing wide receiver. Um, but beast. <laughs> beast. Beast. That's, that is his description. You know what I'm saying? When you go to his profile, it says Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver. And then you go into his bio. And it starts off with Beast. And that, that, <laughs> and that's, what, that, that's probably just it. That's it. That's, that's all needs to be said. <laughs> and the states, but, like, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> but um, this Wisconsin team, they are hard-nosed. They are tough. And that will be the driving force for them in this ballgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think they have a chance to truly, you know, compete and they can make things dicey late in this game you know we talked about some of the uh, the athletes that Ohio State has and what they've had in the past but their offense this season hasn't shown the ability to be prolific like the ones we've seen under CJ Stroud or under Justin Fields that hasn't been the case yet for from McCord not saying it's not possible but we haven't seen it yet and to anticipate seeing Ohio State have a prolific offensive performance in a night Big Ten matchup on the road, 
that's a lot to ask out of your new quarterback. So I'm expecting this game to be another tussle, physical ball game, similar to what we saw with Penn State and Ohio State this last weekend. And I expect Wisconsin to try to see, try to make McCord see if he can make the plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, see if he can make the throws, see if he can continue drives. Um, Ohio State hasn't been the best team running the football this year. They have they have struggled to run the ball. We saw that against Penn State. They really they struggled to run the football in that ball game. I know. And that's really been that's been the case all year. <laughs> so I expect them to I expect Wisconsin to try to lean on that. You know what I'm saying? They've 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 done their scouting and I'm sure they're going to try to see can Ohio State run the football and force them to, um to to try to get that going. And if they can't I expect them to get after it on third down. So you know what I'm saying? Bring pressure. Make McCord, make McCord make a tough throw with a with a defender in his face, you know, coming to sack him. And try to, you know, disturb the timing of these routes with these receivers. Um just be physical all around. So we'll see how this game plays out, but ultimately I feel like Ohio State will win a close one. Spreads 14 points currently. Um, I don't know if Ohio State covers that. I think they I think they win a tough one. Like it's gonna be like a 27, 20, 24, 17 ball game. I I, I think it's I think it's gonna be a close a close one, something like that, honestly. Yeah, um look, Wisconsin is always they've always been known to give you their best. Um, even on their worst day, they're one of those teams where um, they're kind of cut from that Iowa-Kansas uh, State clause where um, they don't want to make many mistakes. They want to play really good football. Um, they want to run the football, of course. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much their M.O. Um, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we talked about Kyle McCord having a good game this week. I would be remiss if we didn't mention a guy like Tanner Mordecai. I mean, mm. this guy has been playing for Wisconsin where it feels like 30 years now. Like It feels right. like Tanner Mordecai is never leaving Wisconsin. You you, you remember Perry Ellis, the yes. joke about the <laughs> boy, He is a Perry Ellis. A college football. I mean, my boy is he is he gonna get his bachelor's, his master's, his doctor, his doctorate. He's getting all of them. Yeah, I ain't I ain't mad at you. No, not at all, not at all. But I say that because a guy like him that's been with this program for forever now, um, is it, being coached by a very good coach in Luke Fickle. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know he's really going to uh, motivate um, Mordecai to you know come out and lead his team um, to a potential victory. And Tanner Mordecai, he is one of those tough individuals at the quarterback position. Um, so uh, I look at I look at this game kind of like how you're looking at it right now, Chris. Where Ohio State does not need to take Wisconsin lightly because they're at home. Um, 
they're five and two right now, mm-hmm. three and one in the conference. They mm-hmm. can beat you <laughs> if they have a really good day. So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards what you're saying. Like I, I think this game is probably going to be um, one of those twenty to twenty one type matchups, twenty to. Uh, like 13 14 2014 something yeah it, it, i can see that as well yeah. for sure i think i think ohio state will ultimately win the game but i don't think i don't think this is going to be um a cakewalk for no, ohio no. state so and we we got to we have to definitely give credit to ohio state's defense that is their mo this year mm-hmm. it's curious it's so interesting you know we're seeing teams go back to their roots, I feel like, this year. You know, it, the 2000s, the early 2000s and stuff, the, the 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 Jim Trussell years when he was coaching Ohio State, those teams were always very tough. They were very tough defensively. He had a sweater vest days. Trussell <laughs> loved that sweater vest. He loved it. He loved it. <laughs> Ohio State back then, they weren't putting up a lot of points. You know what I'm saying? They, they they were tough defensively. They made you work. And that defense got them a national championship along with the help of a, you know, a pass interference not being called again in that Miami game. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But you know what I'm saying? But that team, they shut down a Miami team with <laughs> Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis. I mean, uh, you had your Santana Mosses, your Andre Johnson, like your 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 Kellen Winslow at tight. I mean, those teams, that Miami team was loaded. But yeah. that was a that was a that was a tough, scrappy game. That's how Ohio State played football. Alabama has always been known when, you know, in the the late the early twenty tens, late two thousands with when Nick Saban first became the head coach and got those five star defensive recruits in. You you were fortunate to get double digit points against Alabama. Mm-hmm. We've and then they turned into a team that became a prolific offense the last few years with the run of quarterbacks they've had like Tua and Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones and Bryce Young. You know what I'm saying? Just back to back to back NFL talent. All the wide receivers they've had come through. They've been just putting up un- ungodly numbers on offense. Yeah, that hasn't that hasn't been the case this year. So I feel like we're seeing some of these teams that used to play a certain way then changed as the you know college football has adapted. But now the recruiting landscape is getting thinned out a little bit. Some players are going instead of all going to that big program, they're kind of spreading out some. And all it takes is a few recruits going to a few other schools than the ones we normally see. Yeah. And now we're seeing that you know some teams have to rely on defenses. Especially when you have new quarterbacks, which is the case for both of those schools with Bryce Young in the NFL, CJ Stroud in the NFL. So now we got Kyle McCord for Ohio State. And then we also have um what's my boy? Uh Alabama. Uh I'm drawing a blank right now. You, you know, what is what is Oh uh, at, at, at Alabama. Milrow, Milrow, yes, yes. Man, I drew a blank just then. But yes. <laughs> You got him at quarterback, but I think that's that's kind of what happens when you when you have new QBs. Right. No matter how much talent you have on your roster, it's just going to be a kind 
kind of a, a growing, you know, a learning curve for those guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what's going on right now. So they're relying on defense to win these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you're right. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I've noticed this all season long, where it, it just feels very weird that the teams that you regularly see just beat down on anybody. They're not getting away with that this year. I mean, look at Clemson. Like they can beat on. They're not the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. People beat down on them. <laughs> they get beat on, right? Right. <laughs> so it's weird to kind of see the landscape of college football now, where uh, a lot of these teams aren't as dominant anymore. And um, you can say a little bit of that is because of you know. Um, the pandemic really taking shape and changing things along with what was already inevitable anyway with NIL. NIL, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you mash COVID, NIL, all that stuff together. Like, yeah, it's a recipe for guys going elsewhere and stuff. So, you know, in in the um, topic of Ohio State, um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can kind of see that happening to them as well. Like, they're still Ohio State, but they're not the Ohio State that you. Have, it's not. You it's not the used. offense we've gotten used to. Yeah, right. yeah, they're not putting up forty points a game, you no. know. And they have the talent. Harrison's going to be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Uber, um, uh he's the, the other wide receiver they have that's been injured, but he's he's a top. Top tier guy. He should be a first rounder in the NFL draft too. Um, Absolutely. So they have the pieces. You know what I'm saying? It's similar to to what they've had in the past at the at those positions, but mm-hmm. it's just it it takes some time, man, with with certain certain guys. So um, we'll see if Ohio State's offense can get there, but we know for sure the defense is there, and I think that the defense will carry them. So a tough, gritty. Road win in the Big Ten against uh, a very solid, very respectable opponent in Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think you're absolutely right, Chris. Um, this this isn't a game I would definitely you know gloss over if I'm Ohio State. Um, they're going to have to come with it because we've seen Wisconsin teams before upset a lot of your favorite teams in college football and mm-hmm. hey this can be the week <laughs> where Ohio State can get it so it, it is it is man this is it's one of those years it's one of those years like there's no just dominant force so you might feel good about your team winning but if they don't come ready to play on Saturday anything can happen anything nobody is except which is why I won't be touching this ball game if I'm a betting person. <laughs> Not that I think Ohio is going to lose. I just don't want to put my money. I just don't want to invest money into this ball game. Yeah. I don't advise you to either. No, I, I will keep my wallet tucked in my Tuck bank for this one. We'll get to some. We'll get to some ones you can touch. You can you can open your wallet on, uh, out for later. But okay. this one. Leave it alone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear Chris, people. 
leaves the game alone. <laughs> oh Trust man! Me. Oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah, that yeah. I I do think um, Ohio State won't cover in this game, but I do think they will ultimately win. But um, hey, it's the reason why we watch college football. You want to see um, the best teams go out and win, and hey. <laughs> You know, this is the perfect sport to, you know, test your strength um, each and every week. So, so yeah, I'm excited about this game, and, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens. But um, anything else you'd like to add, Chris, before we move on? No, sir. I'm good. All right. Well, um, that is that game down in Madison. Um, now we are going to head to Salt Lake City where – I'd say one of the biggest matchups, uh, one of the other biggest matchups in Pac-12 history this season. Uh, probably in all yeah. of Pac-12 history. Now that the Pac-12 is probably about to go, it's extinct. dissolving, and they yeah. just going out. Pac-12 <laughs> is going out with a bang. This exactly. college football season, man. Exactly. But um, but yeah, I'd say one of the biggest games. Um, in Pac-12 history, um, we got Oregon taking on Utah this weekend um, down in Salt Lake City. Uh, so far, Vegas has Oregon as a six and a half point favorite, and the over/under is at forty-seven and a half. So um, they're looking at this game to probably be a close but high-scoring affair. Um, if I had to guess, I do think that this game can get to that um, and I'm really happy to know that it is a 2.30 uh, p.m. kickoff game on Fox um, so so yeah um, I, I, I am I am um, leaning towards this game being a high scoring affair um, right now I can give kind of give you all some stats um, Bring it down for right the people, now. Corey. What, yeah. you, what, you, what you got for us? Yeah, yeah. So so right now I'm looking at total yards um, for Oregon and Utah. Um, Oregon is at 553. Utah is at 345 total yards of offense. Um, yards allowed. Um, Oregon is at 312.6. Um Utah is at um, 295.4. So, um, both of these teams, I, I will be honest, they play very, very good defense. Um, <laughs> if I had to trust um, a certain team's defense, I would go with Utah um, mm. a little bit more. I, I think they've they've been dominant pretty much all season long. So, I, I do look at this game being a high scoring affair um so i guess you kind of throw away both teams defense while they have been um <laughs> been pretty prolific all season um yeah with 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 that being said i do think this this game will be high scoring but i do think um utah has a little bit of an edge and i like that defense I'm going to go with the Utes um, mm-hmm. by seven, and yeah, I I think 
that will wrap up Oregon's um, college football <laughs> playoff run. Okay, okay. So, what I, do you got? I, we we had some different opinions this week on on this game right here. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was bound to happen. I, I, it, it was bound to happen. <laughs> so I'm gonna be honest with you, Corey. Like I truly think on a neutral field, Oregon's one of the four best teams in the country. When I, based on what I've seen week in and week out, the entire college football landscape, and even in that loss to Washington, they are only a fourth down conversion away from leaving leaving that, that, that game with the win. You know what I'm saying? They convert yeah. just one of those three fourth downs. They win the ball game. Yeah. Um, and I think Washington I think Washington is a, a, a better team than Utah. Um, I know Utah's a rowdy place to play at. That is a tough place to play at. The fans are they are going to be in. You thought Washington was into that game. That place is going to be rocking as well. That's um, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm picking them this week. <laughs> look, man. But, it, look, you saw what happened to Florida. Florida does not want to go back to that little stadium. To, to, that, to that little stadium. <laughs> that, that little stadium be jumping, boy. And it's going to be jumping Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> but I've seen Oregon play very good football in a hostile environment. Like I said, they really they they sh- they they had over 500 total yards in that game. Like you very easily can make a case that Oregon should have won a game, but they didn't. And I think this team will enter this ball game knowing we want to play in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Everything we want is still in front of us. We just have to take care of business. I think they take care of business. I think they are one of the more complete teams in the nation. I really like their defense. I love Bucky, Bucky Irving at running back. Like <laughs> he's, I think he's a Sunday guy. Like he's so hard to tackle. He just makes play after play after play. Oregon has a physical, tough offensive line. Bo Nix has proven himself in crazy games. That that Washington game, he didn't make. You didn't get the oh no, Bo. You didn't get that moment. <laughs> he plays solid football, and I think that's going to continue in this ball game. I think Utah, they have a great defense. I think their offense is so it's it's okay. I don't I don't I'm not moved by their offense. I think they look really good against USC, more so because USC's defense sucks. That <laughs> we said we we said that we chronicled that on the podcast. Like USC's defense is not it. So um I expect Oregon to to win this game and to cover the spread. I think they win by fourteen. I I, I expect I think they pull away. I think it's close, probably like tied early going mm-hmm. into half. Might be you know, might be tied up. I think in the second half, eventually just Oregon's offense will be too much for this defense because of the lack of sustained drives by the Utes in the second half. I think that eventually catches up to this talented, extremely good Utah defense, but you can only be put back on the field so many times before you break. So I expect them to bend in the first half, and then they'll break, and um, Oregon should pull away in the fourth quarter. Okay. I, I'm, go, I'm going to Oregon 35-21. Okay, okay. All right, yeah. Well, look, I I think both of our <clears throat> analysis um, 
Above very realistic. Very possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very possible. Um, when you look at both of these teams on paper, um, yeah, you can say Oregon has all of the tools needed to win this football game. Um, but when you just look at how the season has has went went on for both of these teams, man, it, it's something about playing at Utah. It's teams don't like. It. It's, just, it's tough, man. It, it is, is tough. tough. It's as tough as they come. If, if if I wish we had NCAA football out right now, because you remember, <laughs> you remember on the game, you could go and look and see the top twenty-five toughest places to play. Utah Stadium, you know, what I'm saying where the Utes are at, would definitely crack the top fifteen, <laughs> if not maybe the top ten. Oh, they! I think they were always one. <laughs> they like, no, nah, you you don't want to play here. You don't want to play there. You don't want this small. Not at all. How many people are they, do they sit uh, seat there? Probably close to sixty thousand. You would think. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm curious to Rice know. Echo it's Stadium like, has a capacity, and this is according to ESPN, has a capacity of of over fifty one thousand. Fifty one thousand screaming, yelling. Hostile Utahians. I don't know what that's, that's, that's what you'll be experiencing on Saturday. 51,000 screaming Utahians. Hey. Oregon's gonna earn this game, man. They, they're gonna have to come with it, but I think I, I feel confident that Oregon will. I, I think it's going to be a great game, but I expect Oregon to pull away. But like you said, I would not be shocked if Utah wins too, just when you. Like you said, man, that's a tough place to play, and their quarterback dog he he makes plays. It ain't always the prettiest. He does. <laughs> it ain't the, it ain't the prettiest sometimes. He does. It ain't, the, it ain't the sexiest, but that that run he had in the USC game to 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 to, to, to seal it. <clears throat> I mean, that's that was that, that was big time stuff, man. Barnes, he he's tough. Mm-hmm. You got you got to give him his credit. Barnes is a tough dude. He is. He is. And look, it, I I'll say this just like I said about Ohio State. I will not be taking this game lightly. If you're Oregon, you're not in no. You're not in Austin Stadium. Um, Utah is finding ways to win without Cam Rising um, in the backfield. Like, you don't want to sleep on this Utah team. You just don't. So you can't. You can't. Yeah. And I, I and I don't think Oregon will even more so for their own purpose. Like, no knock on Utah, but I think they understand what their ultimate mission is, and I think they'll they're going to come out ready. Yeah, I, I, I. I I'm leaning toward Oregon um, not um, being prepared. I think it's just hey, once it, once you hit fourth quarter, you just think you, you just think those lights might might be a little little brighter. They might shine a little brighter in Utah. They could, they could. I look like like I like I'm gonna say this. It once it hits fourth quarter, and it's like. 10 minutes left of a football game like 
That's not gonna be. Gonna get that's not gonna be easy. Ten minutes, of course. You thought it was loud that first quarter. It's gonna be even louder that fourth. Exactly. So, so I'm saying, I'm so excited about this football game, um, just because both teams are really good football teams, and I, I think you're gonna find that team that's going to rival Washington um, heading into the Pac-12 championship. So, yeah, I'm I'm very eager to see what happens in this game, and yeah, I, I think we're all in for a treat this Saturday for sure. I think so too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, anything else you want to add about this game, Chris? Before we move, nah, on? nothing else to add. Just 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 excited to check it out. Another another big time Pac-12 matchup, man. So the Pac-12 has it's been an, an elite conference. This year in college football, and uh, look forward to seeing another gem that we have in store. Absolutely. <coughs> so yeah, we'll we'll definitely see what happens on Saturday. All right. So now, Chris, we are going to head to your neck of the woods, where the Louisville Cardinals um, will take on the Duke Blue Devils. Um, it's a two thirty. PM kickoff as well on ESPN. Um, both teams are ranked right now. Duke is trying to get back on the right track, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, like they got Riley Leonard back last week, but he didn't play the full game, of course. Right. So right. it's going to be interesting to see will he be healthy enough to play this week and. As for Louisville, um, they still have everything in front of them um, in the ACC. Can they take care of business and show why they are potentially the second best team in the conference? Yeah, it's it's an interesting matchup. Um, I think a lot does hinge on Riley Leonard's health. Um, if he plays his ball game, and if he can finish this ball game, I'm rolling with with Duke to win this one. Even though they are on the road, I'd still be taking the Blue Devils. This Duke team, they are extremely physical and extremely tough. Very well coached ball ball club and Again, going back to talking about bending and then breaking, that's essentially what happened to Duke in the Florida State game. You know, offense couldn't get things going without their starting quarterback, and Florida State took advantage that fourth quarter. Eventually, Duke's defense couldn't stop Florida State anymore. And I think they are, I think they are a really tough bunch, one of the toughest defenses in the, in the nation. And the stats and the numbers, you go look at the final scores to their ball games, they back it up. So I expect Duke to to grind out a tough win on the road. I think they, they come ready. It ain't going to be easy because they can be jumping at Louisville too. Things things can get pretty crazy there as well. They have a nice stadium. That, that You better ask Notre Dame about the cards. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it gets real. <laughs> I really like this Duke team. We've been, we both have liked the, 
the Blue Devils and what we've seen from them throughout this season. And I'm not going to hold that loss to Florida State against them and have me thinking that they can't beat Louisville. I think Louisville is a good ball club. I also feel like they have, in a sense, overachieved so far this season. And I think that can... That can be exposed in this ball game um, with the kind of defense that Duke plays and how they can really lock you up. Like this, they can they can really strap you up. Like they were strap they were strapping up Florida State. Let's just be real; they were strapping up Florida State. And then when their offense couldn't move the ball anymore, Florida State took advantage like good ball clubs do. I don't know if Louisville has the same firepower as a Florida State to. To do the things that the, the Seminoles did to win that ball game, so I think Duke wins. I think Duke wins this one. I can see it being like a, a ten point victory, but um, if Leonard, if he plays, if he's healthy and is able to do the stuff he he does normally and can run, this, you might it might not be the worst thing you can do taking Duke. If you're betting to win this ball game with the with the um, the spread, you know, with how the spread is looking, I, I know it favors Louisville right now, but I, I I feel pretty confident that Duke wins this game personally. If Riley Leonard is the starting quarterback, that's a big key. Yeah, um, it, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, and Vegas probably agrees with you too right now. I mean, the <laughs> line is uh, uh is at four and a half right now. Um, with the over under being at forty six and a half, um, so, but the four and uh, the four and a half is is favoring Louisville, uh, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so, so they're looking at Louisville winning, but winning close. Um, for me, I will, of course, what we saw last week with Duke. Um, taking on Florida State, um, I mean, we, we saw a team that, hey, had they had litter back there, who knows what would happened. I think had they not, if if they didn't win, they sure as hell got cl- would have got close. It would be, be right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, but ov- overall. Um, do I think this Duke Blue Devils team is better than Louisville? I, I'm leaning toward yeah. Um, I, I think that overall they're a much tougher football team than Louisville. Um, but Louisville plays very good at home. <laughs> and and we've I, seen it. Yeah, we've seen it. And I can't I can't dismiss that. <laughs> I just, I just can't. Like, and I look, I know that I've, I've been Louisville fan. I've been. Yeah, I got know, your jersey all the way. Amazon Prime got you. It'll be there in two days. <laughs> look, I have been waving that red flag all season, Chris. <laughs> but um, but yeah, overall. In this football game, I do, I will give Duke the edge just because I think they can last a full 60 minutes more than Louisville. 
And I know we had that mulligan game with, with Pitt and everything um, that Louisville had. And that game was weird. <laughs> uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you. But it, it is also what happens when you play against Pitt a lot of times. Um, and, I mean, even you had mentioned it. Like playing Pitt um, at their place, you know, he, 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 as, as good as you can be, Sometimes it's something. It's something about going to pit, man. It's something about going there where it, you just can't escape. <laughs> That's can't notoriously escape. just 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 one of the, the another tough place to play at. I mean, no matter what kind of season Pitt is having, you better you better strap up, man. Whenever you play at Pitt, exactly, exactly. So, I, I mean, I'm I'm looking at that game as. Yeah, it is one of those mulligan games uh, that you can just say like, "Hey, you know, it's you know we, we had a bad night." Um, but I am kind of factoring it in a little bit more just because of the physicality um, with this game. Uh, if if um, mm-hmm. when you're looking at Louisville and you're looking at Duke, can Louisville? Um, withstand a full sixty-minute football game, like consistently, uh, like a, a like a going toe to toe, clashing heads. Not because they ran off on Notre Dame, so that mm-hmm. really, that really wasn't a full sixty-minute game. They, right? They brought it to Notre Dame. Notre Dame didn't answer the punch, mm-hmm. and they ran off on them. And then Notre Dame, you know, luckily got like they made it look not as bad because of a, a late score, but right. If, if you saw the game, it got dominated. But we know that that ain't how Duke is gonna roll though. Duke's gonna answer. They you throw you throw that right. They gonna come. They gonna take the punch. They gonna come right back with a right too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you know that's what I'm looking at with this game this week, and I'm leaning towards Duke being the team that comes out on top. Honestly, I'm looking at them. Uh, being the four and a half point favorite, I, I do think this game is going to be another one of those close scoring games, just because um, I, I think both of these teams do kind of possess those traits where um, they're going to play pretty good defense, but um, they're going to toy around with each other for most of the game, and you you still get your big plays, but. Um, it's going to be one of those grinded out football games, and, and mainly um, that Louisville environment um, will cause that game to be that way. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking for Duke to win the football game um, just because of their physicality, and yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with Riley Leonard this week. Will he get a chance to play the full game? But um, but yeah, overall. Um, and if he doesn't, that's that's going to be. I think that's going to be big, honestly. Yeah. I, I'm I'm I really hinge my pick on him just because Duke might lose the game close with their backup. I don't. I, I would. I would expect him to get blown out with, without Riley. But with him, I think he he makes like a huge like. 10 point difference. I mean, you know, I think it Duke wins by at least a touchdown. 
if he's the quarterback in this game and able to do the things that he does. And if he's running, I mean, it could it could turn into a 14-point win for Duke with that, that element of his game that he brings, too. So he's he's key in in my pick. Without him, without him, I really do think like it's it, the lights might be a little too bright for for Duke's offense without their their leader on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like it it it, it, it really he really is that key in this matchup. Yeah, it, like he he is the life blood of that offense of that team. Um. I mean, we he, he, he personifies what what Duke football is mm-hmm. this year. Like yeah. you said, he's a lifeblood. Yeah, he, he's a very ground and pound um, player, of course. Like he, he's very good um, with running the football, um, as well as he is throwing the football. Like he, like when you need him to make the tough throws, he's going to help make those tough throws. Um, but where his strength um, does come in is his legs. And, I mean, that's like another running back um, that you need out there. And he doesn't shy away from contact. I no, he does not. He <laughs> is literally like watching Dak Prescott in 2014. <laughs> well, I should say 20, 2013 and 2014. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's, he's lowering the shoulder. Uh, I don't know if he's ever slid before. I mean, <laughs> you lucky if he runs out of bounds. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but that that's, that, yeah. that's, that's why he's banged up now. Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> why he's banged up now. But hey, that's why that's what shows his physicality. Um, you know, and and that's what shows that that whole team's physicality. And when they look at a guy like Riley Leonard um, making those plays. Lowering his shoulder, like, hey, that that really strengthens that football team because they know that they have a leader out there that has their back that you know really wants yeah, to. They see him giving it all, then you know, you know, you got you got to have his back. Exactly. It, like you said, yeah, like you said, it helps the camaraderie. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a roll with Duke. I'm a roll with Duke, and I'm expecting us to see him play. You know, I feel like he. He could have possibly went back on the field in that Florida State game. They didn't allow him to. He was testing the ankle, doing drills. You know, like the movement was okay, but wasn't peak. Mm-hmm. I think with a, a week of rest, icing, re- rehab, I think we'll see him look pretty spry. I think he'll be on the field. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, it's just a wait and see approach, of, of course. Um, hopefully, by like Saturday morning or so, um, we'll start to kind of get word. Of course, let, let me check just um, right quick um, before we move well, right to our last. Yeah, yeah, just to see see if any late time updates have have um, been made. So, um, no. No, as of right now, um, there ha- hasn't been any updates. So, so yeah, um, like I said, let, let's hope on like Saturday morning we start to hear some good news that um, 
he's all good to go for Saturday. So, so yeah. Um, any anything else, Chris? You like to add about this game before we head to our last game of the day? No, sir. All right. So, so yeah. Our last game, folks, for today's show. Um, you know what time it is. We have <laughs> the cocktail party, folks. And we're going to call it the cocktail party. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Taking on e- each other in the SEC. Um, this is a 2.30 p.m. kickoff game on CBS. Um, Georgia still number one in the country right now. Um, Carson Beck is still playing pretty good for the Bulldogs right now, but um, he's without Brock Bowers um, that's out for the rest of the season. So um, Right now, the line for this game is um, 14 and a half point Georgia favorite um, to win this football game, and the over-under is at 49. Um, this knowing now that Brock Bowers is out, um, you know, Georgia's still being number one, but Georgia, if you've been watching, um, Georgia folks the last couple weeks, Georgia hasn't really felt, um, like the number one team, at least in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, this is a toss up for me, Chris. Um, it main, mainly because. You don't really never know what you're gonna get from Florida. Are you gonna get good Florida? Are you gonna get bad Florida? Like this is yeah. a team that got trounced by um, Kentucky a couple weeks ago. Um, which Florida team are we going to get? Um, mm-hmm. If I had to guess on a prediction um, today, I would say. I would say Florida wins this wins this football game. Oh, the upset alert! Yes, I, I think this is the game that's probably going to set um, Curtis Marks' hair on, on fire. Yep, yep. Go upset ahead. alert! Sound the siren <laughs> <laughs> because somebody's getting the upset this Saturday, and I think. It's the number one Georgia Bulldogs. I think uh, Billy Napier is going to get that true first signature win, even more signature uh, of a win than him beating Tennessee. I think this is the game right right here that's going to get him and that Florida program over the hump. Oh, this If he wins this one, it's going to get him a, a two-year extension too. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm saying that because um, Graham Mertz, you know, he, he, I actually like him back there at quarterback. Um, I, I don't, um, I don't think he's um, doing a terrible job at all. I, I think he's doing about as good, good of a job as he possibly can. And it, it's just really seeing. Everything come together for Florida. So, um, overall, 
looking for Florida to win. Um, what is your take, Chris? I'm eager to know with with um who you have in this game and why. So, you know, we've had our reservations about how Georgia has looked so far this season, mm-hmm. and that's even with Brock Bowers being on the field. Brock Bowers is one of the ten five best players in college football. Oh yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's official. Should be a highly drafted player when he goes to the NFL draft, a top ten talent in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean he's been he's, he's been getting raved about since the day he stepped foot on campus. You know what I'm saying? Like he's one of those kind of, of prospects and players. And this Georgia team has lacked the explosive plays this year. Has lacked that guy on the outside, but but Brock has he's been holding it down. It's been doing his best, Travis Kelsey. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been that guy for this offense. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how Georgia looks without him. What are the the adjustments? Uh, Coach Bobo, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, 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 how, what will be the identity? You know what I'm saying? How will they cater this Georgia offense when you're missing a piece like him? You have talented guys. I know you have five stars behind them, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, they haven't proven themselves to be him, they haven't meant what Brock has meant to this offense. And that is a huge question mark for a team that has already not been the, the most high scoring or the most aesthetically pleasing offensively this year. So that is a question I will look forward to see being answered. I'm curious to see how Florida performs against this Georgia defense that isn't known for a pass rush this year. Still a very well, solid, well-coached defense with, with very good players on the field. But they aren't the menace, the monster that we've seen the last couple of seasons that's just ruined quarterbacks' lives. Will they be able to tap into that this week? You're going to need to get some pressure on Graham. You're going to need to disrupt the wide receiver's timing and and force some turnovers, especially for an offense. Like we said, we're about to learn what their new identity is when you don't have Brock. So I think that is something for us to keep an eye on is the turnover battle, like always, but even more so for a team that could really use some shorter fields to work with. Um, ultimately, I think it's going to be a slow start to this ball game. I'm going to go ahead and just tell you all right now, it's one of my best bets, the under for the first half to take that. I think it will be a true filling out process. An old school 2000s. Uh, <laughs> What was it? Jefferson. We, we found we, we found it last week. The uh, the, the sponsor. Oh, <laughs> for the old SEC games. You, you, you're going to make me have to pull it up again. <laughs> Jefferson Pilot Sports, baby. Jeff, it's going to be a Jefferson Pilot special, baby. It's going to be it going to be the prettiest thing that first half. <laughs> 
I think it's truly going to be a defensive battle and a filling out process for both teams in the first half. But ultimately, I think Georgia pulls away in the second half. They win this game by 10, 31, 21. I think it's, it's going to be McConkey. I think he's going to lead the way. I think he's going to be doing his best Debo Samuel slash Cooper Cup impersonation. Like They're going to get him the ball in jet sweeps, wide receiver screens, downfield. He might he might lead this game with 12 receptions. Look, I was just thinking about Lad McConkey, um, <laughs> as, you, as you were discussing um, how this offense was going to take a turn. But, look, I – I think you have no you have no choice. Like he is the other guy on this football team that's going to take you to that next level. If you want to keep your streak alive, like mm-hmm. there is no discussion. Like of course there's going to have to be a ton of guys out there in the receiver position to step up, of course. Um, now that they don't have a target like Brock Bowers, like Brock is is an exceptional tight end. Like he he is going to be a top pick um, in next year's NFL draft uh, when that time comes. But you got to find dogs right now. No pun intended. I know um, Kirby Smart likes to talk about that, but like there's no discussion. You you have to find that next man up and hey look if Lad McConkey has to be the guy to um pull double duty make those double shifts punch in punch out <laughs> punch <laughs> in again yep punch <laughs> in again like hey hey <laughs> like, this, this your time right here buddy you might as well get ready and make some money yeah yeah I mean he's gonna earn that NIL dollar for show in this game, I think in particular, because um, they're going to need that punch, and so I, I expect I, I expect him to be the receiver, the the threat, the weapon of choice that they lean on in this ball game to to make those dynamic plays that this offense has been lacking and will need um, to to be successful and to thrive, but. Um, I think Georgia pulls away in the second half, and ultimately, Carson Beck has a solid game. I'm not sure if Florida's offense is dynamic enough to really put up 30 points. I think he'll need to score 30 to win this game. 30 against this Georgia defense, even though it isn't. It ain't. It ain't the Georgia defense who comes to know and love. It's still a very good defense now. You know what I'm saying? Georgia isn't ranked number one for no reason, but. I'm gonna go with the Bulldogs to win a tough one. This is it has it, like you said, you sounded the alarm. It got upset appeal to it now. It got that that, 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 that smell. It got that scent. You know what I'm saying? Brock Bowers not playing. They don't they don't let little incense in the crib. You know what I'm saying? I, I smell it. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, I'm just saying, um, Florida. They can get you. Like, this could be the game. I, like, Georgia right, hasn't really scared too. me. Yeah, this is a mm-hmm. rivalry game. You know, Brock's out. And look, I 
I can go ahead and talk about the other tight end um, on the other side <laughs> of the spectrum in this game. Um, Pearsall, like, love that guy for Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he. This one, this can very well be his he's coming really out party to, to the country. You yeah. know what I'm saying? With, with Brock out. He, he can be the one that really takes the shine in this ball game, and he'll he will be a a factor if Florida wins. He will definitely be a factor if they win this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my my apologies. He he plays the receiver position, but I mean, you can you can put Ricky Pearsall anywhere, tight end, <laughs> receiver. He will probably just that boy. He's massive. That's a big dude. Smoke you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he he possesses all of the tools um, to be a a really good player at, in the next level as well. So um, I, I'm not I'm not really counting this Florida team out yet. And knowing what they have in front of them, knowing that they don't have to deal with a Brock Bowers in this football game, you would you can, you you we're probably going to see a super aggressive defense. Yeah, that, I was just about to say that. Like they're they're going to really dial up some plays defensively for Florida this weekend. So, and that can that can that can really you know what I'm saying we can see Beck get sacked. It can be a, a struggle initially, or it can lead to some breakout plays by McConkey. You know what I'm saying? Like there's. You get the ball to him real quick on on a, on a they they go engage eight and you can get him the ball real quick and he just makes one man miss and he could, he could crib one for sixty yards with his speed so it'll it'll be very interesting to see that dynamic that tug of war of how how does third and six go for Georgia's offense when Florida dials up that six man pressure you know what I'm saying or they bring they bring six. Or you bring seven on a blitz. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see it all. We're going to see it all. <laughs> we Saturday. definitely are. <laughs> it's the cocktail party, Chris. Like, hey. they're not going to just come out and be like, Jack, all right, Georgia, we're just going to lay <laughs> down for you. Just, just go ahead. It's going to be like the finger poker doom in WCW. When <laughs> <laughs> gonna be that bad like nah I don't I don't think so I think we far from that this is gonna be a fight <laughs> I understand I understand and again I will bet the under on points in the first half of this ball game but you ain't gonna catch a boy touching betting on who actually wins this one I'm gonna tell you that right now I ain't touching it <laughs> I ain't fooling with it. Oh, I got a, got a, I got some other games I'm a fool with, but not this one. But yes, Le- I, I might as well go leading into something new we have coming up to close the show. Yeah, you got your boy Bolton's bets. Going going to give y'all a few bets that you can you can try to cash in some winnings this weekend. And that's one one of them was the under on the first half for Georgia, Florida. Like I said, I expect it to be a filling out process that first half. Mm-hmm. Jefferson Pilot Special. That's what we're gonna call those, those <laughs> SEC games when <laughs> we you know had no points on the board, really. You know what I'm saying? That's one of them seven to three looking games early on. 
We're going to call it Jefferson Pilot Special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're heading to a new segment, folks, um, as we wrap up today's Friday predictions show. Um, it is called Bolton's Bets, where Chris will give off a couple games for the weekend. Um, he'll let you know what his top bets are for you to um, keep an eye on. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was my first one, the under in the first half of Georgia-Florida. Um, another bet of my Oklahoma State taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, I don't know how much you've seen of Oklahoma State and Cincinnati this year, Corey, but mm-hmm. Oklahoma State is this is a really good team now. And they are five and two this year. They play some good football. They they've been able to score very some score some points. Their running back is the truth. Gordon, 816 yards this year. Uh, six, he has, also has eight touchdowns. Ollie Gordon is nice. Texas kid out of Fort Worth, out of that Dallas area. You know about them Texas boys. Yeah, absolutely. He's He's been doing his thing, and I think Oklahoma State, I th- it's going to be a night game. So I expect them to be locked in. I know Bedlam is ahead next week. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to come in locked in. Cincinnati has had some tough losses, and I think the Cincinnati team is on the verge of folding. Um, and I, just being honest with you, man, I, I don't think they 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 lost their coach last year. Yeah. You know, they hired Satterfield from Louisville, and he Louisville didn't have the best year the last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Louisville hadn't been the best program. People, Louisville's jumping this season without Satterfield. I think, I think Oklahoma State takes advantage of Cincinnati and their their downward trend. I think you take Oklahoma State to cover. The spread right now is. Let me go look, uh, double checking to make sure. But the spread is currently Oklahoma State favored to win by seven points. Mm-hmm. Hey, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. I think this can turn to a, a rout. I think this could be a blowout. I really do. I think Oklahoma State can can you can turn you can wake up Sunday morning you'll see Oklahoma State probably won 42-21. It can be one of those kind of games. And I think the momentum really gets turned up and people really start talking about can Oklahoma State knock off Oklahoma and that game was going to be at Oklahoma State as well if I'm not mistaken let's look frankly I I think that will be the last this will be the last bedlam game we have yeah so I really think I really like this Oklahoma State team I like what I've seen from them this year that is uh, my second best bet for you nice and I'm gonna come with you with uh, come to you with another one 
Arizona taking on Oregon State in what is sure to be uh, just a dandy of a ball game. I mean, we got we got two really good teams playing against each other in this one. Oregon State three-point favorites on the road. Now you may be thinking, Oregon State against Arizona. Arizona's four and three. Ah, but we gotta we gotta just look a little deeper. We gotta peel back the layers of this Arizona ball club. Early in the season, they went on the road and lost an overtime matchup at Mississippi State. Now, granted, they ain't the prettiest, sexiest loss. I understand that. But it is an SEC road game. You got to factor in the time change, playing late at night, the travel, the cowbells, and it was early in the season. So Arizona loses in overtime in a game. They very easily, and they'll probably tell you right now that they should have won. Um, Later on, the season continues. They had Washington right before Washington played Oregon. They welcomed Washington to Arizona. (laughs) That was a very tough game as well. Um, Washington barely won. Won by seven points. 31-24. Arizona was really close to pulling off the upset. And it just shows the progression of this Arizona ball club throughout as the season continues. They bounce back from their loss to Mississippi State, one against UTEP, one against Stanford. Come close on the road at Stanford. And you come really close to, to pulling off the upset. And the next week, they went on the road to USC and lost in triple overtime, 41-43. Now, Corey, mm-hmm. normally when you lose to two top 10 teams, really close games, your team can either they either get rally, rally together and they're like, look, y'all, we are right there. Like, we are almost there. We got this. We can really do something. Or they'd be like, man, we was right there. <laughs> and the season falls apart. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, that very next week, they went to Washington State and beat them 44 to 6. Two, they went to Washington State on the road and put a smackdown on the Cougars. That they did. I I think Oregon State is a good team. But I think I think Arizona has arrived. I think you should take Arizona and, and and the points given to you in this ball game. I think Arizona is prime to win a this is this won't be no 44 to 6 beatdown. I think they pull off the victory in this game and the fact that you are also getting three points. I think you take that and you cash out. I'm taking Arizona in this ball game to not only you know to not only be right there and, and, and be within three points, I think they straight up win this ball game. I, look, at this point now, like Arizona is 
they're starting to scare me right now. It, it, they're, they're starting to scare me in a good way now, Chris. This team is figuring it out. Whether they win or lose, they are finding ways to compete week in and week out. And mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> DJ, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come, I wouldn't come down to Arizona, you know, uh, you know, oh, don't come you're gonna have be around. around. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm coming here just to have a good time, you know, not for a long time, you know, <laughs> quoting Drake there. But you know, I, I, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be taking this team lightly. They, they are starting to figure things out. It's, it's taking them some time, but hey, if I'm an Arizona fan right now, I'm, I'm kind of excited right now with what I'm seeing. Very much so. so Very much so. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing as well. I think that is that's another bet that I, I have been, you know, I advise and I've also put on my own sheets mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, I, I really like Arizona yeah. in this in this matchup. And an honorable mention. I have. Uh, I think this would be a good bet as well. I truly think Oregon covers the seven-point spread against Utah. We'll see how this get how that game pans out. That's an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I don't. If you ain't confident in Oregon, I'm not gonna tell y'all to make this bet. But if you like Oregon as much as I like Oregon, anybody listening, I say place that bet as well. Um, <laughs> We're gonna come back and revisit Sunday and see how how that went, how that how that panned out. But that's that's the honorable mention. I ain't telling y'all this one with with the with the confidence that I just gave with the other bets. But if you like Oregon, like I like Oregon, I tell you like that. Walk with your boy. <laughs> <laughs> like Jay Z, walk with me. Talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah. No, I no, I definitely we definitely appreciate it, Chris, with the first edition of Bolton's Bets. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We we, we hope to hear more more of oh, your I got y'all. More of your I got um, analysis. Yeah. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, just because you know you want to make a little cash, of course, uh, you, mm-hmm. you can do you can do DraftKings, you can do all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when yeah, you want to get that. real knowledge on betting, you listen to Bowden's bets. I'll say, this. yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We we we, we go and DraftKings. If you're listening, hey man, we we don't mind a little sponsorship now. Come mm-hmm. on through. Hey, we'll take the Fanduel, whoever, whoever, yeah, yeah, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll take it. We'll, we'll take it <laughs> because we are all in this together. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah. Um, week nine, Chris is going to be excellent. Um, a lot of fun games um, will be shown this week, so. I definitely can't wait, of course. I know you can't wait as well. And I know either. Yes, sir. our audience um, also can't wait. So, so yeah, um, it's going to be a great weekend of college football. But um, before we head out, Chris, 
um, why don't you go ahead and let the good folks know where they can find you on social media? Yes, sir. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12. And you can follow me on Instagram at Chris dot Bolton underscore. Get at your boy. Holla at me. Let me know if I hope you made a little bread this weekend. <laughs> Look, <laughs> this little bread, of course. This a little something. This a little, little, something. Little, little, something. little pocket change. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's dope, man. Well, um, y'all, if y'all want to follow me on social media, um, as always, you can follow me on X um, at Listen to KSW, all one handle. Um, on there, talking college football, um, NFL, um, video games, professional wrestling, all of that good stuff um, in popular culture um, today. So, um, yeah, get at your boy on X. And I would love to, you know, chop it up with you guys um, then. So, so yeah, um, that's it for us, guys. As always, we appreciate y'all listening in on the show, of course. Um, yeah, I, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Of course, watching all of the great college football games in week nine. And next time y'all will hear back from us, it will be our Monday show. We'll, we will um, recap um, everything that happened this Saturday. So um, Catch us then, y'all. But um, until next time, y'all take care. Peace. Peace.